Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Yes, here we are back for episode two. We used to be called Hash Rabbit Chat, but we've been rebranded because we are now part of New Zealand Sports Radio. That's right. Uh, the station that's connecting with sport fans and also giving sport a platform. And join me this evening, I have Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you, uh, Paul. Privilege and a pleasure to be on uh, the rebranded New Zealand Sports Radio version <laughs> of, the, of the show. Just just rugby rugby and more rugby hey it's going to be the same sort of thing but let's actually let's throw some structure around this um and learn from our sister shows swinging from the hip and the league hour and actually have a news section at the top of the show um as you can see steven's looking at me blankly going oh paul what's this we haven't done any prep no you're quite right but some quick news updates folks as to what's as the stuff that's going on dave rennie is returning as the wallabies um, coach, and he has just agreed to take a 30% pay cut, the same as the other senior members of the administration over there in Rugby Australia for three months. Um, and then with because the Wallabies um, budget has been ring-fenced from that. Your thoughts on that, Stephen? Um, the right move by him? A uh, a bit of a, um, uh, a, a bit of a no-brainer, do you think? Yeah, I think he's just putting it out there, you know, just... just I think you're making a little bit of a statement more than anything else. Uh, Paul saying, hey, listen, uh, whatever it takes, I suppose. You know, I'm prepared to take a pay cut. So um, he's just putting a marker in the sand, me thinks. Yeah, I mean, it's, the right, it's the right kind of move. But it's, look, it's not a permanent pay cut. It's only for three months. Um, and then he'll be uh, back to back, back to full pay. Sure, it's going to cost him $75,000, but that gives you a pretty good idea as to how much he's earning, which is like crazy mm. money. Let's be a blunt um, so yeah, so, so, so yeah, good name to make the move, but, um, I think a bit of a, uh, bit of a no brainer there with that one. Um, people suggesting that, um, NRL and, uh, rugby, um, should merge. Now I'm not going to give that one too much, uh, too much airtime, but, uh, but we'll have, we'll have some fun thoughts about, uh, from Warren Gatland later about about some of the new rules that are happening. But let's be honest, the uh, the big, big, big news is has got to be New Zealand has returned or will be returning at midnight tonight. So what, in four hours' time, we will be at COVID level one. And that means there are no restrictions on crowds or, or on meetings of people it effectively means that New Zealand is back to normal, except our borders are still closed, which means crowds, 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 and more crowds at the rugby, Stephen. Um, you've got to be happy about that. Yeah, I, I think so. I think the franchises uh, will definitely be be happy about that. And, uh, you know, of course, if you, if you actually think about it, how... Um, you know, one particular game, we, we'll use the Highlanders. Uh, um, now, who are they playing the uh, weekend? Are they playing the, uh, Chiefs, the, the Chiefs, Chiefs the weekend? Um, 
something like that will offer up 500 jobs and you're talking from people you know caterers security um etc so i think it, i think it's got to be a good thing for the economy in that region as well you know not just the, the rugby aspect but all the things all the layers that make it uh, make it happen on game day no it's a good point i haven't actually thought of it, thought of it from from uh, from that point of view also <coughs> people are talking about it from clearly from the fans um point of view on the whole and, and how people are happy um around about uh, turning up for the rugby um and uh and and from that that point of view uh and then but you, let's yes you, you touched on two things there first off was the um what do you call it the uh, the the franchises now we've got to remember the franchises in new zealand all of them apart from the blues are just uh, something like 49 percent or 45 percent owned privately owned Okay, and then the other 50, the, just over 50% is owned by New Zealand Rugby. Now, the private owners basically don't make any money from the TV rights. They only make money, essentially, from ticket sales. Um, and hence, the, the franchises themselves were all going to be in, obviously, financial issues because they weren't going to make money from that this season. Now, what do we have? We had uh, six rounds or five or six games before, um, depending on who you were before, uh the, the 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 break now we're up to they're going to have another 10 rounds here so i guess it's up to about uh, up to 16 rounds if you think that um you have 18 week 18 rounds for uh and then and then finals it's getting up to being pretty much a full season for those guys um and we're talking about here about the about them having the derby games which which get bigger crowds so in the end you might find the super rugby team super rugby franchises actually make about the same sort of cash yeah, similar. A lot's going to de depend on what the quality of these games are, are going to look like. Um, if we get some really, really good quality games, obviously there's a, a lot of initial interest, and we we were talking about it pre-show. Is this is this really about uh, is is this really about a whole lot of people sort of wanting to be somewhere and and basically part of, part of something, or is this your legitimate rugby supporters that are just hungry to get some rugby? Yep, absolutely. Now, we uh, he says he's coming off the long run. Um, so here he is, the one, the only, John O'Connor. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, thank you, gentlemen. Especially for you, I've got the nice mug instead of the naughty one. Oh, the nice mug, that's good. Um, and it looks like he's in a tent there. Um, looking at well, no, I'm, I'm, lifting my, I'm lifting my Zoom game here, right? I'm trying to lift the standards of this broadcast a little bit, at least for my end. <laughs> you, there you go. He's also, John has, has, has kind of got the concept of a green screen and thinks he's got uh, thinks he's got the Caribbean island behind him, except he's got he's gone blue, not green. It's ah, yeah. oh, so close, John, so close, nearly there, nearly I'm, there. I'm blue, dabba dee, dabba da. <laughs> Oh dear. So um, yeah, we're just talking about Super Rugby uh, and the, the, the crowds returning. So jo so yeah, first off, there's, there's the income side for the franchises, which which, which is going to be big. Uh, right. And then, Stephen, you, know, you made that good point there. That actually, yes, it's also creating jobs for people uh, yep. amongst uh, the um, security, the food and beverage, uh, and um, and all of those sort of things. Um, the uh, um, I must say, I, I agree, Charlie. We really, really do not want to uh, encourage him too much, uh, Charlie. Charlie, you're right. <laughs> That's um, correct. The I, I did see someone tweet out saying, "What do you want from 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 Super Rugby Return? Uh, do you just want the rugby, or do you want uh, little sort of halftime concerts, um, activations, uh, all those sort of things?" Johnny, do you think that with this short turnaround, only only sort of really having a week's notice, that the Super Rugby sides will be able to put on a bit of a show? Look, all I want from Super Rugby is for the Sharks to win, and I'm not going to get that. Right? So, <laughs> whatever I can get, I'm happy to take. I've had no sport for how long? Right? I've been reduced to watching 25 year old clips of Michael Jordan 
to try and satisfy my sporting needs. So absolutely, I'll take whatever they get. I'm Jimmy. I'll take what you give me. Dear me. So there's, yes, um, John's showing that he's not very choosy um, at uh, all. I'll even watch. I'll even watch a competition entirely comprised of New Zealand teams. That's a <laughs> If yes, if only Six Nations was on, John John would then be just like a pig I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It might require another six months of isolation <laughs> for me to for me to wake up in the middle of the night to watch Six Nations. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, so Stephen. Uh, what do you think? Do you, th do you think the, the, the franchises will have will have had time to improve their game day experience or, or are you expecting pretty much same, same? I'd be disappointed if they don't put something on because, you know, they're going to get some, some really good crowds. And I think it's a really important thing that they put a really good game day experience on for those fans that are that are going in there now they've started the right way by making the tickets i think it's only about a 20 dollar entry entry point and kids are free which is which is the which is the which is the the first plus in my in my book i would hope that they'd be basically working with uh, uh transport authorities and you know if you've bought if you've bought a ticket and you can show that show that ticket you get you get free transport into into Eden Park or, or to the game, so you know I would hope that there's little little things being uh, being uh, done in and around the actual game day experience. Um, and uh, listen, if they come up with a with a good with a with a good match, ev even better. Gents, let's just be fair here. It is a short notice. The entire sporting community around the world, barring the billionaires that own. NFL franchises are experiencing major cash flow issues and what they may want to do is to be conservative on the first weekend and see what the public response is because it's all very well to say that we're in level one in New Zealand and the government says it's fine for us to congregate large crowds etc etc but you don't know how people are going to feel whether they're going to feel safe to come out in thousands so we hope they will but we've got to see that from ticket sales and that first injection of cash into the, the, the system, both from TV rights being paid as well as ticket sales. I think you can, it's more reasonable to expect something of a game day experience in the second week. Mm. Okay. You've got to pay those entertainers, right? Actually, and, I, I, I'm going to dis 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 disagree strongly with with with. Why uh, does that not? Why does that surprise me? <laughs> so, before we before we move on to why I'm going to disagree with strongly, um, you were giving me an update as to uh, as to some 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 noise you've heard around what they're uh, what around the crowd they're expecting at Eden Park. Well, I'm hearing they could be up to uh, thirty thousand at Eden Park now. It brings me to a good point. We are still watch the blues. Wow. Yep, the blue blues hurricane. Well, they, you know, there's been a the good thing about it. They've got some really good publicity in the last week in and around. Uh, they, they come to watch hurricanes. That's what they're coming to watch. Yeah, okay. obviously. Yeah. I mean, okay. joking aside, guys, this is the most anticipated game of Super Rugby from a New Zealand point of view, right? For a long time. Bowden Barrett against the Hurricanes. Right. This is not the Blues versus the Hurricanes. This is Bowden Barrett versus the Hurricanes versus his old yep. team. If you cannot fill the ground for this game with the fact yep. that Dan Carter has also joined the Blues. Yeah. Um, now, I think any any sane person doesn't think he's going to going to play any part of the game at the weekend. But he might hey, be on the bench. Surely. No. He's not. He's not going to be playing for a few weeks. He's not had any contact training at all. He's only just started training this week. So he needs three weeks to get up to speed. So anyone who's staying realizes he's not going to be in the match day 23. But that isn't going to stop people trying to buy tickets. Um, if people cannot, um, don't turn up to the, to the Blues versus the Hurricanes this weekend, they never will. Let's be blunt. Um, well, I'm predicting... I'm predicting there will be a there will be a big crowd. You, uh -huh. you just sort of get a you, you you listen to a lot of the you lot of the a lot of the talk on the social network. People I think are really excited. And I was about to say before they've had some great free publicity with uh, 
Dan Carter coming on board. We for about a whole month, we've had a lot of publicity in and around uh, Bowden Bowden Barrett, what he's been doing in terms of training. So I think there's a lot of a lot of hype in and around the expectation. From a safety aspect, though, we spoke, we speak about the game day experience. I would hope that rugby is looking at specific uh, protocols with so many people gathered gathered in one area. I, I would basically hope that there's something on, you know, sanitizers, stuff like that, you know, things like that that are, that are on hand for the people that are attending this game because I I think you you do make a good point. I think um, Paul made the point about there will be some people that just, yeah, won't be too sure. I mean, so that's a really big thing in terms of what we've actually been through to all of a sudden rock up and be part of a very, very big crowd. I know uh, talking to my own daughter, she'd love to take my uh, two grandchildren along, but she's thinking, man, are they going to be safe, you know, amongst a, a, a lot of people? Um, we There's that, that little bit of doubt as well. But, boy, the expectation of seeing some high-quality sport is uh, yeah. might be too much for people. Not turning up at the weekend, to be honest with you. I'm, I, but, but, um, but Simon, yeah, Simon's putting putting that view across in the live chat there that he would prefer a full season with no crowds and one weekend with crowds in case an outbreak happens again. Um, I think we're in a good place. I think we've come out slowly yeah. enough out of um, yeah. down the stages that that, that 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 I don't think there is a risk of an outbreak. But that's a personal point of view. I understand other people will, as you say, as, as you made a good point there, Stephen, other people will not feel quite so comfortable um, in that um, side of things. Um, the uh, so so there is um, that 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 side of things. Um, the but but you you are right. I mean, Ashwin makes the point in the chat that he um, now whether whether we, whether we agree with where the um, where the uh, where, where, where the blame lies, but. Uh, he said, "Look, I, I, I was second guessing myself this morning uh, catching the bus. Now, yeah, we, we have. Yeah, you, you're right. So we have to remember eight weeks of, of of basically being around no more than about five or ten people to suddenly be on a thirty person bus or to be thirty thousand people in in a, in a in a stadium. That is, yeah, it, it is a bit of a it is going to be a bit of a shock to some people's systems. That's because Iceland." Um, only in the last year of being allowed to catch a bus by himself. So we'd like. Oh, by the way, guys, we'd like to thank Ashwin for that uh, party political broadcast. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, we just know his wife's only allowed him to go unaccompanied to work in the last year or so. So we've cut him some flat. Huh? Um, Charlie does make the point that look, um, that, that, that she works in the library. They've been asking people to social distance and use hand hand sanitizer. That should be stopping. Um, um, but yeah, it, it, it is. It is really. Um, it, it, it is. Yeah, it is really a bit of a mind shift for people. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, how that all kind of does pan out over uh, over the next weekend. I maybe I'm wrong. I I I, I, I say for me, this is the most anticipated game the Blues have played in. Well, as long as I've been in New Zealand, um, which is only four years, uh, six years whatever it is but even so this is this is the biggest game for them in a, in a long time now simon makes a point there that they couldn't fill out eden park for the minor 10 cup final two years ago and the tickets then were free but but to be honest simon um they normally only get a thousand people in for a game for a minor 10 cups so again from 1000 to 50000 is a bit of a leap getting from the sort of 12000 that i think the blues get on average up to about the uh, up to about um, fifty thousand. Again, it's a bit of a leap, but getting up to fit, getting up to thirty and doubling that crowd, I think for this kind of game, is uh, is is is, um, is there. Now, I was going to say I was disagree with John, and here's why. You've if if you want to make a success, if 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 you we we've seen declining crowds for years. This is because the pent up demand. Of not having not been able to go out for, for 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 two months, we know there's going to be more people at these games than, than normal. You've got to make it the best experience they've ever had to try and keep them and keep them coming back. Otherwise, I would say within about three or four weeks, we're back down to normal crowds. 
Um, and I think they, they've got to realize that something um, has got to happen. Uh, they've, they've got, they've got, they've really got to have a, um, they've really got to do something to try and reverse this trend of, of declining crowds. Otherwise, I just don't see why the increased numbers should stay. But so that's why I say you have, you, if you, you have to react, you have to go, and you have to be 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 nimble enough, I think, to make the match day experience better. But I, yeah, I get John. Uh, yep. The point here, gentlemen, is is that. <clears throat> Those actions should have been done years ago. They, sh oh. they should have been proactively done years ago. And what you've got at the moment is a whole bunch of people that have been let go and a whole bunch of people that are on reduced salaries. And then you're going to spend a whole lot of money on bells and whistles. It's going to not create a, a good look among your own staff. I'm just saying that with consultation, as the crowds ramp up, you can say, look, we're trying to hold these people. You can consult and get them on board but if you go uh, and i'm all for investing and keeping the people from coming back and i think the biggest thing they've done is having afternoon games i think that's terrific it's such a, a boon to have games in the sunshine uh so that'll be good for the rugby and it's easier for with kids and everything so that's a good call but um yeah i think it might be from a labor relations perspective to just go gangbusters uh with um fireworks and uh, marching bands and dancing girls and and um, all of that, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I think it might be a bad look first up until the, the cash starts to flow in. Um, yeah, definitely. And on, I agree with you on, on, the, on, on the marching girls and, and having those, the, the cheerleaders a couple of years back who were just in, in skimpy outfits really, um, yeah, get, bad, bad move by them. Um, I think you've got it the wrong way around. It's not the marching girls and the dancing band. It's the marching <laughs> band and the dancing girls. That's, yes, just the, that's, that's, you went to the wrong stadium. <laughs> no, well, maybe. Um, the, um, <laughs> the, uh, Simon makes a point. Why did they change the time for the Saturday game? Now, John, this is going to be... I'm sorry, sorry to upset you. Oh, no, you. I didn't know this. I, I, can Simon, answer, I, can, I, can, I can answer that too. Paul, but you can so before we get there, explain what the times are for the games. Um, <laughs> that's a really good question. Well, it was. I haven't got the answer. I was just gonna. I was just gonna tell you why they changed it. I was gonna tell you what time they were. But if you give me, if you give me two twos, I'll have a look and let you know exactly when they're starting. Good dunk. Good dunk. There's the bus went over you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I reckon it does. It's good like that. It's good like that. <laughs> the game, the games on this, the game on the Saturday was going to be about five o'clock, um, and it's been moved to seven o'clock. Uh, the game on the Sunday is still remaining at the three o'clock kickoff time. So, Stephen, why did they change from five till seven on the Saturday? To accommodate the European audience, because it was going to be the first restart of live rugby, and uh, what a great opportunity! That's what it comes down really, to. I read, I read something different. So I read basically that they, they said, well, actually, what they wanted to do was let people go play their, um, their Saturday rugby, club rugby, go home, get changed, and then still get around, get across town and make it to the game. And that's why they moved. So if you've got your three o'clock kickoff for your club rugby, you can you can watch the game. You can, sorry, you can play your game. You can have, your, have a beer in a clubhouse afterwards, go home, get changed, grab the kids and head back out for a seven o'clock kickoff. Now, in, in yeah. Auckland. In Auckland, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that so 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 okay. So maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but that was the so so um. Uh, so yes, yeah, so. Optimistic. As to why, as to why they as to why they were changing the um, changing it. If you if you think about it, guys, that five past seven was the original starting time for all Super Rugby this year at yeah. the top of yeah. the year. So, so I would suspect it's actually, um, well, not suspect. I, I'd sort of heard through the grapevine that it was there really, primarily because it's the first professional game back. It's a wonderful opportunity. Those um, those guys all up south uh, to watch the uh, to watch the rugby first thing in the morning. So yeah, so both both stories have come out. There's been two stories as to why they're changing it. Um, but hey, part of it also is that originally they were going to be flying in on Saturday, playing the game, having a shower, getting back to the airport, and flying back home again. With the move to to, to level one, 
the teams are going to be flying in. Uh, they're, they're going to go back to the normal weekend of flying in, having the captains okay. run the day before, they have could. the game, stay overnight, fly home. So they don't need to get to the airport after the game as well, which allowed them to move it back. Um, the five o'clock one was so they could get back to the airport in time and get home um, and be back in their beds before um, before midnight or whatever. Did time. I, um, joining you, did I miss the schedule of games? Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No, just Saturday and Sunday. Oh, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. I missed the two, the two lineups. Obviously, Auckland, uh, Wellington. Well, we've not, and... we're not on to the games yet. We're, we're still just, just getting through through formats and stuff. We'll get on to the games in a second, uh, in, in, in about another half hour. So that's so Simon. That's that's there you go. You've got multiple reasons to why they've changed it. No one really knows. There is the three o'clock gate. The, three, the, the, the Sunday games though still are at three thirty. Sorry, three five past three, three thirty, um, in the afternoon. So the Auckland. So 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 to bring John up to speed, the Saturday evening game is going to be the Highlanders versus the Chiefs um, at five past seven, and then the five past three on the Sunday at Eden Park is the Blues versus the Hurricanes. Those are the two games so, um, that uh, that we have okay. um, on, on those. Um, was it a broadcaster influence? Was it a travel influence? I don't know, Stephen. Um, well, uh, who knows as to, uh, as to which one. But let's be blunt here. Sky and New Zealand Rugby have worked extremely closely on this. Knowing somebody uh, in a different sport Who's trying to get back together? Who, who are trying to get back up and running? And knowing this, how tightly involved the Sky TV and the sport are, Sky TV have been in every single one of those meetings around the scheduling. Let's be blunt. Um, Three thirty-five on Sunday. Sorry, thank you, Arshu. Um, so the um, uh, so so yes, Sky TV has been involved in every step of the way around these around these schedules. Uh, Arshwin's going to double check the time for us. Thank you, Arshwin. Um, Arshwin does say also that John on Friday night is going to be watching the bye. So he's just been watching the Crusaders um, as they have a uh, as, as they have their bye on the Friday night. Don't, don't tease me, really. Don't tease me. I've been <laughs> waiting 25 years for the Sharks to win the Super Rugby, and uh, this this year we look like the best team, only one who could challenge the Crusaders, and look all so. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be um, uh, in interesting from that point of view. Um, before we get on to the games, then, what about the new law variations? Um, so let's just remind ourselves as to what the what the new laws are. If it's a draw after eighty minutes, then there's going to be ten minutes of extra time um, uh, with the using a golden point. So that the first team to score um, will win the game. Be that a drop goal, penalty, or or try um, uh, to win that game. There's a change for the uh, well. First off, guys, um, thumbs up or thumbs down for the uh, for 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 golden point. John, mm. have you understood the question, or are you just going to sit there and just wiggle mm, your I'm normally not one for sitting on the fence, but. Um... You've got to try mm. Yeah, okay. probably in, in league play, I probably would give it a thumbs down. Thumbs up. When Just you need it in a, in, a semi in a semi-final or a knockout match, it's worth giving it a try. But probably in league play, we better be prepared to kiss our sister. It's probably a bit of to just yep. live with the draw. Exactly. Um, red card then. So for red cards, uh, the player will be removed for 20 minutes. Oh, sorry, the player will be removed from the game and after 20 minutes, um, the the side will be allowed to put a uh, replace the player with a different player. Um, wow! So that's wow. something that be, that, 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 that's been called called for before. Again, quick boy, quick one, boys. Um, thumbs up or thumbs down for that one. And that's got yeah. three thumbs down yet again for those of you listening to the podcast. Um, now I know that is is one that people have been. Uh, saying that look that a red card ruins a game for the fans. So hence let's let's. Um, but to me, it's there for a reason. It's a stop foul play, and that should be enough. Exactly. Exactly. Final one. Um, the breakdown um, changes. Ball carriers will be um, allowed only one dynamic movement after being tackled. That's uh, so stop people from crawling um, along the ground. 
Um, crawling or any secondary movement other than placing or passing will be penalised. Tacklers will be expected to roll away immediately in the direction of the sideline. This will nice. be the referee's number one priority at the tackle. And finally, nice. there will be extra focus on the offside line with defenders expected to be clearly onside um, to provide attacking teams more space. So, boys, thumbs up or thumbs down for the last one? Nice. And that's got three, three thumbs up there. Essentially, what we're really saying there is mm. apply the laws as they're written, please, rather than... Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, they're seeing, looking at the... the um... Can I just reply to Simon here? Uh, Simon says, I think we should try it out and see how it works with the red card. My concern is that the red card is not given to protect the player who was on the receiving end of foul play. The red card is to protect all the players that are playing next weekend that could possibly be on the receiving end of the same foul play. So you can't retroactively protect the guy who's already been hurt or kicked in the head or tip-tackled or uh, clotheslined, whatever it may be, shoulder to the head, whatever that may be. But you are trying to protect... The players that are playing next week, and when I say the players that are playing next week, I don't just mean the professional players. It's every player throughout the world, right down to the junior level, who happens to see that game and see the result. And if a red card not only costs the player the rest of the game, but costs his team the game, and that protects thousands of people playing rugby around the world next week, sorry that the game was ruined, but that's the purpose of the red card. I'll I, I tell you what, but I've just had a bit of a, I've had a bit of a change of heart actually now that I've, now that I've digested it a little bit more. I do wonder in situations where you get, uh, say for example, a high kick and, and it's contest, contestable and a player just gets his timing just a little wrong, just a right. little bit off. I just wonder, wonder in that, in that situations, you know, maybe the maybe the twenty minute red card is it because he? I don't think he he sought out to make any foul foul play, or it's a little bit like the it's a little bit like the tackle where somebody you're going into to make a tackle and the guy slips in front of you. Well, we we saw a classic uh, example example in a in a Super Rugby game. I don't know if it was this year or earlier last year where a player was given a red card, but you know what? It could have actually gone the other way because the guy was leading with his leading with his elbow and the guy leading with his elbow slipped and the other fella who was making the tackle ended up uh, putting in the, the high shot and getting and getting uh, a red card and it was really interesting they slowed it down and they and they they looked at it and they said gee if the guy had actually gone in he would have been sent off so it could have gone either way unintentionally shall I'm saying so um I mean, look, yeah. we, we, we do get more we do get more red cards than, than they used to. You used to basically have to punch someone about twenty times before you're red carded. Um, so unless yes. you're an all black, uh, and then, and then oh. yes, and then, oh, oh dear, uh, oh dear. I, I told you off the long run. Off the and long I run, even, um, and I haven't even told you why yet. You haven't I mean, even asked me how I'm doing. So no, I could I haven't asked you how you're doing. I'm sorry, John. Um, but, but look, to, to, to make you feel a little bit, Simon does play in the live chat, you do have a valid, you do, you, did, you made a valid point about the red cards. Um, so, um, I, I think what, what one thing we've got, we've got to admit here is okay. On the golden point, I think we are, we we're, we're in line with the general consensus um, from from what is Twitter, which obviously is how everybody really feels. Um, the um, on the red card one. Um, we're going against the general consensus on Twitter. I, I, this is something that people have been asking for for a long time um, and want to have, have, have and want to have tried. So I get the public opinion is with this replacement of the red uh, of, of a player with a red card. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I do think um, that we are going to um, Jordan. Uh, That's uh, I mean, one of the questions was. Would we see teams put on put on a player just to deliberately go out, hurt the opposition's best player early to get him off the pitch 
and then get replaced after 20 minutes. I don't, at the professional level, I don't think we no. have to worry about that no. under these, no. these, in, in these days. If you go back to the back of Nantes, I was going to say this is not WWF guys. <laughs> we some of the we some of these guys are, are really going out to do some doing some serious damage. I I think it would be. I think there's a within professional players. I think there is a code of conduct. I think the guys actually play the game before because they actually love the game, and I think there's just too much at stake. For a for a player just to go out there and have somebody uh, deliberately with a uh, you know with a dirty reputation and do that, I would I would like to think the game has actually moved on from that. Um, if if that's what a a coach or a team is looking at doing, I'll tell you what, just make just make the suspension a whole year, you know, or make it make it longer. Yeah. If that's what you're going to do, you're going to you're going to spend a hell of a lot of time on the sideline. I think so. What we're losing here, and I know we, you want to move on, Paul, but I think it's really important to consider the fact that the whole the whole reason why they're enforcing these rules is to shift the onus onto the player to ensure that the tackler aims lower. So if you're concerned that the guy might duck, then aim lower so that you won't be penalised. Because what they're trying to do is put the onus on the guy who's tackling, who's moving into the contact to make sure that he makes contact low down. So it's your job to make sure that you tackle him low. So if he's a small guy and you're a big guy, get down and tackle him low. And the same when it comes to chasing up a kick. If you are not sure that your timing is spot on, pull out. And if that discourages kicks and chase, it's actually not that bad for the game. Because the person who normally gets taken out is the receiver who's coming onto the ball and jumps. And it, the chaser is normally the one that takes him out. So if it becomes, because people are loath to take a chance on getting a card, even a red one, and if that means that they pull out rather than, unless they know that they're perfectly timed, and therefore it becomes increasingly more difficult to win back high box kicks, I don't think that's bad for the game. <laughs> John, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see a situation where if the players are looking at the ball in the air, I, I think the, the official should at least take that into, you know, take that into consideration. If a player, if you're gonna, no. if two players are looking in the looking at the ball in the air, I mean to say, if you are the chaser, it's contestable. It's contestable. If, if you are the chaser, if you if your player kicks or you kick and chase, and that ball goes up. You are responsible to do this. The guy who's receiving the ball, he goes up, he's got the rights. And what do we want? We want more ball in hand anyway. There's, there's, there's also, listening to Green and Gold Rugby a couple of years ago, um, now with the, this, uh, one of the obviously most favourite players in rugby, Israel Folau, um, was obviously known as being a fantastic in the air, um, whatever else you feel about him off the pitch, but not on the pitch, great player in the air. Uh, and they argued that, and we're going back to Conrad Smith, so we're going back to about 2015-ish, that, uh, 2014, 2015. And uh, one of their arguments was that Conrad Smith would do exactly what you're talking about this evening. He would look up in the air, run straight through the landing zone. Um, so it looks like he's looking up in the air, but reality is he's making it dangerous for anybody who jumps. Yeah. Um, um, and that's, that's basic. So, uh, so that's one of the reasons why this came in. Um, now, I say that's a green and gold rugby, clearly an Australian rugby podcast. So whether whether the All Blacks were or weren't doing that, I'll let you. Um, I'll, 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 I'll let you go back and watch the footage yourselves uh, and make that decision. But it just gives you an idea, a reason as to why you can't say, okay, if you're looking up, you're okay. Um, now, we do have a a, a a serious moment for us all, folks. Um, Brace yourself, Steve. Yeah, we're going to brace ourselves here. John, please tell us, how are you? Dude, I've got a problem. The problem is, first of all, I've discovered from since this weekend something I wish I'd knew, I'd known, in the height of our lockdown. And that is the sheer joy of watching YouTube clips of younger people, millennials, discovering great music for the first time. To hear somebody listen to Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin 
and pause the video and say, these guys could really know how to play the instruments. Just made my day, right? To hear somebody go, um, this lead singer for you too is not bad. Um, this, uh, it, I've, I've loved it. But then something happened today. There was an article where Jonathan Kaplan was asked to comment about Bryce Lawrence and Bryce Lawrence's performance in 2011. And I thought it was over, of course. I really did. And uh, yeah, I just, after all the joy that I got from uh, seeing people hear Karen Carpenter's voice for the first time, just soured. It really is, it's soured. Right there, well, having just seen our live watcher numbers drop through the floor, um, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for this therapy session. Your compassion <laughs> and empathy is moving. <laughs> right. Um, I'm sorry, but anyone who listens to anything Jonathan Kaplan says really does. I'm sorry, but he his uh, he may have been a good referee in his day, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, uh, does he just like to make noise about other people's um, refereeing nowadays? And he just uh, sorry has been um, a dinosaur. Um, no, he what he said was was very fair. And very okay, because he said that it's nonsense to think that Bryce Lawrence had an agenda. So he actually defended him. He said from that perspective. He just said he had a poor performance on the day, and he looked like he froze and didn't make decisions. And that, and he didn't, and he thought it was odd that he could be in the top five referees in the world, have one bad day, and then never referee a test again. That appeared odd to him. One bad test doesn't make you a whole bad referee. So. I was I was going to say sometimes at World Cups, some referees do have bad days. You go right back to to Paddy O'Brien, um, France France v Fiji. I forget what year that that might have been two thousand and seven, as well. And uh, Paddy made some really crucial decisions, uh, crucially bad decisions in that match. You could arguably say um, Wayne Barnes. Made a couple of little errors in the in, in the in the in the all in the All Blacks uh, France game in the quarterfinal in two thousand and eight. You know, sometimes very good referees do make mistakes. It's it, it's just it's one of those it's, things. It's one of those things. Mistakes will happen. Um, Craig Jubey missed some things in twenty eleven in the final. Right? Mistakes happen. I can't remember they that. They do happen. Uh, mistakes happen. But the thing about the Lawrence performance was it, it was a sustained uh, across the whole game that David Pocock had the Harry Potter cloak of invisibility. Somebody crossed him in the change room. And, um, and South Africa had 75% possession, and he kept on playing the ball in an offside position, slowing the ball down. Continuing, 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 continuing. Different kind of scenario to... The odd, we've like had, the forward pass. And, we've had two and, months and, of looking backwards, folks. Can we please look forwards now? We've had two months of no rugby, looking back, doing retro shows. Finally, we have... Are you trying to say, I must forget what lies behind and focus on what lies ahead and press on towards the prize to win the goal? Is that what you're saying here, Paul? Absolutely. I'm, because, because you know what? We could go and back... that's the wise advice, man. I could go back and talk about this, the, the second half of the 2003 Rugby World Cup final where the scrummaging was totally ignored. But anyway, we're not going there. Um, Enough with the sound and, and practical, you know, sort of like, this is what you should do, though, John. Yeah, Enough with that now. Just give me, you know, just give me a little vent, a little steamy things and, yeah. Leave that baggage in the past. On we go. Now, um... Charlene likes Nigel Owens. Um, fantastic. Uh, yep, yeah, good referee. Um, perhaps lets too much go nowadays. Uh, used to be really good. I think he's he's uh, uh, become a bit more a caricature of himself um, in 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 some ways. Seriously, what? Jordan, Jordan, go on. No, 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 I, no. <laughs> I no, I I disagree. I disagree, Paul. I, I think Nigel Owens. I think he's one of these referees that knows how to read the room. 
um, no matter what level, unlike Jordan, level he's unlike at. Jordan, and. And, and and more and more than anything else, what I do like about Nigel Owens, he's having a little, he's having a bit of fun, you know, while he while he's doing it. And to be honest, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes in in, in a game. And if he does make the odd mistake, he, he apologises. He just shows that he's a, he's he's a human being. There's a lot to watch in the modern game. I, listen, I think he's one of the great referees. I really do. I think we should, we should absolutely we should absolutely turf out this expectation that referees will not make mistakes. Players make mistakes in games. Referees will miss things. The the three of them stuff will happen. It's going to happen. What we're looking for is consistency, and what we're looking for is refereeing the laws accurately. And if they miss something because it happens at high speed, you know this is this is the human side of the game. Just like. Great players, great backline players. Sometimes they drop the ball. So, looking forward to this weekend. Highlanders versus the Chiefs. Um, just uh, something that Gatland um, has talked about. So he came out and said, uh, he was asked about the gold, the, about these new laws. And he said, I know rugby league has been doing it for a long time. And there is nothing wrong with looking at other sports and seeing what's working well for them. It's been a huge success in rugby league, and if we can, be, if it can be successful in this competition, maybe they'll embrace that and use it going forward. Uh, we can all benefit and learn from each other, uh, and these are positive initiatives. Oh dear! Um, talk about uh, reading the room, um, Gatlin. Please, no, we don't want to copy more um, rugby league laws. We've already got the 50-20-20-22 rule that we borrowed, that, that, that we've copied from them, um, and now when is got... that being when is that being trialled? Oh, that's 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 that was being trialled before. Um, oh, ah, hang on, was that in Super Rugby? It was in it was in Global Rapid Rugby. Right. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've gone. Oh, I, I I thought it was in Super Rugby already, but maybe not. No, I didn't see it this season. Prior to this, certainly that fifty twenty, I didn't see. Okay. Um, so there's so so he's he well so he's happy with those so maybe that maybe the fifty the fifty twenty two one isn't so or the twenty two fifty one sorry isn't yeah kicking from your own twenty two you know kicking from your own fifty instead of twenty two yeah anyway um one um, the, the Springboks have already set up for that law because their wings are back and then they then they rush up so they're already hanging back and coming rushing forward on the outside so oh thank you Ashwin global rapid only he says. Okay, so that one isn't there, um, but yes, there does seem to be this approach of uh, so a bit like also one of the one of the one of the optional laws that New Zealand isn't taking up to that, that's returned to play for for COVID is if you held up over the line, it's a dropout from under your twenty two. So there's an awful lot of laws that rugby union are looking at from rugby league at the moment. Uh, I'm not sure moving them together is a good idea. Um, <clears throat> no, hang, hang on a second. If I'm attacking. Yes. This is, maybe I misunderstood when I read this law. If I'm attacking, I got the ball, I get over the line, and yep. I don't get it down. Yep. Then it's a 22 dropout. No, a dropout from under the posts. I, I'm sorry, a dropout from under the post. I don't get yep. a five meter scrum anymore. No. You're you, you do, you doing New Zealand. You're doing New Zealand. Okay. It's purely COVID rules. So why? Why? Number of scrums from a safe from a yeah. health health and safety point of view. Oh, they want to reduce scrubs. Yep. Okay. 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 So do it's yeah, it's 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 a COVID virus thing. It's not a okay. yeah. Okay. okay. And because we are at the point of being COVID free, then we okay. All right. I yeah, get it. Yeah. I always um, get extremely concerned when we reduce the penalty for infringements or poor play or whatever it is in the area close to the defending line. Because it encourages foul play, cheating, slowing down, whatever. If the penalty is not high, then you rather give away uh, whatever it's going to cost rather than five or seven points. So that's always my concern. Yep. Um, so big, uh, some some changes from the um, for the Highlanders. So they will have two new players, um, Villamoni Karoy. Uh, and Nay Milne and Scudder will be available for the Highlanders. 
Um, on the Chiefs side of things, they have um, added loose forward Simon Parker to their squad. Um, not sure who Simon Parker is, to be honest. Um, I'm not expecting to get much game time for the Chiefs, but I think um, Karoy and Milner Scudder will be getting game time for the Highlanders. Good addition to the Highlanders squad. Um, also, we've heard they're going to be using Oani at 10, not at 12. Um, so, boys, are we expecting an, an, an uptick or an improvement in the Highlanders compared to their first, compared to their, their, their kind of performance before the before the lockdown? It's quite interesting, guys. Um, both of these, both of these, for both of these teams, I almost think the break couldn't come quick enough, especially for the for the Highlanders. I think they they need this break was almost has given them the opportunity to sort of reassess. Well, not so much them, their coaching staff in terms of the way that they they play the game. Yeah, sure, the likes of Nihim Milnaskara and Villamorin Karoi will offer them a little bit of a little bit of firepower out, out wide. But I think it's important that Ioani goes back to number ten to make that happen. I, I think they might be better than what they were before. The problem what they're coming up against is a a Chiefs team that is that as a pack hunts really really well, and uh, they they get a couple of guys back. As you know, the Chiefs were running around in the first part of that competition with uh, their back five were pretty much loose forwards, weren't they, guys? So they didn't have the likes of Michael Allardyce available or even Lachlan McQuannell. And I see both of those guys are now available for selection, so they will have uh, some locks in there. But I also the thing I do like about the, the Chiefs is at their strength in their front row. And, man, you look at their back line. Their back line is as good as any team in the competition. In fact, when they click, they're probably the – you know, outside the outside the Hurricanes, uh, without a, a Bowden Barrett, probably the the best back line that you've got. No, I think it for me personally, I think it's an uphill battle for the for the Highlanders. That, that would be an, an incredible turnaround if they are to beat the Chiefs. Yep. Who is, who is still out? Sorry, I interrupted you, Paul. I don't think the Chiefs were looking forward to. The, I don't think the Chiefs needed the break. I thought the Chiefs were going well before the break. The Highlanders, yes, they needed the break. But I thought the Chiefs, uh, um, four wins, two losses um, for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, the, the Chiefs started well. They were rotating their players well. Um, and I thought they were they were looking um, good. Um, Steve, the, uh, don't, don't feel bad. It's just going to disagree with everybody. Too. No, 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 no. No, 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 they had uh, in round four. They had lost to the Brumbies, and they were they were pretty well they were pretty well beaten by by the Brumbies. And and don't forget they were also beaten at home by the the Hurricanes as well. So I actually thought they were a little they were a little bit up and down. Um, sort of looking at um, how many rounds did we get in round six? I guess they had that good win against the uh, the Waratahs in round six, round seven. That's when they lost to the the Hurricanes, and then. Oh. Before we got to round eight, then we had the cancellation. Cancellation. So I, I actually thought they were a little inconsistent, Paul. Yeah, sure. You sure they looked good against the, the 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 Blues first up, but I think that to be brutally honest, I think the Blues actually butchered that game, having such a big lead at half at half time and not not being able to manage to close that game. So my, my predictions are available on drivingmall.com. Um, they're locked to supporters of. Uh, New Zealand Sport Radio uh, until Friday morning. And Friday morning, I'll unlock them to the public. But um, yeah, going to be interesting there. That one. Uh, and any comments on this game, Stephen? Uh, John, John, before we move on to the next game. Yeah, I've always got a soft spot for the Highlanders, although I live in Hamilton, and of course uh, I, I want to see the Chiefs do well. But uh, it's always just the sense that the Highlanders are a team that is punching above their weight and really, really plays on the back of a team and family spirit. So I really would like to see that they have recovered well from their injuries. I really would like to see Nehem Mulder-Scudder um, perform well. I really hope that uh, he's over his shoulder issues and after all these multiple surgeries. And I do think that he adds a tremendous amount to the All Blacks if he's properly fit and available for selection. I think that uh, some of the you know, some of the, the wing issues were showing up the, uh, in in the World Cup for the All Blacks, and I think he's a good solution to that. He's also very good as a fullback, so he can do, he's both good on attack and 
covering in defense as a wing fullback, and he's one of the players in the world that I would pay money to see if he's fit and firing. He's a wonderful record player to watch. Absolutely, I hope to see him. So, hope to watch him on the weekend. Uh, then the Blues versus the Hurricanes. The Blues um, will obviously have Caleb Clark, who was uh, fully available. Um, he was distracted by the sevens earlier. They've added uh, Tamati Tau um, to our sorry to their um, midfield stocks. Um, the Hurricanes on the other side are the only team in Aotearoa or Aotearoa um, Super Rugby that have not added players to their squad. Um, the team, Hurricanes, for me, aside that I think we all thought we were going to struggle with the loss of, of Bowden Barrett, but, uh, and obviously that opening loss um, over in South Africa, 27-0 um, to the Sharks, uh, that um, well, I think we all thought we were going to struggle, but they, they turned things around, uh, showed their butt spirit in that um, in that squad, uh, and I, th- I think proves a few of us wrong uh, with, with some of their performances before the break. Yeah, for sure. I mean, their performance... At Newlands, albeit that the Stormers were a bit below par, there were a couple of questionable uh, actions that uh, were highly controversial um, by the, the Hurricanes there. But still, they they performed. You know, the step from where they were the week before in Durban versus Cape Town was huge. Stephen, thoughts on this game? Yeah, they're not going to lack any any motivation, eh? They'll be it'll be fresh in their mind what happened down in Wellington. If we if we think back to that game, they ended up with thirteen players on on the field, and they were still pretty competitive at at the at the end of the day. Um, the real interest to me is uh, Ari Savia. Is is he fit and available for this for this game? I don't think he's back. I could be wrong. I don't though. Think so. Yeah. He, he, um, he might be. He might be training. He he certainly would have been handy uh, under the circumstances. I think the Blues will go into uh, this game at, 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 as favourites based on the fact that it is it is home, and I think there's going to be a bit of expectation around them. That that's that could be the uh, could be the only issue for the for the Blues is maybe being complacent. But on saying that, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Baden Barrett will have an influence. Of sorts uh, with with this team, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, guys. This this really has the potential to be a cracker, even though it's got a maybe a bit of a preseason feel to it. So, in in normal Super Rugby, uh, this finished as you say before the uh, before the lockdown. Lose lot one down in Wellington at 15 at 24, and in Aotearoa. Um, I'm using on pronunciation there. Um, rugby, Super Rugby. Um, we'll see whether that uh, whether that changes um, or, or or not. Um, finally, the we we, we come to and uh, look looks. I'm um, sort of look, folks. I just want to be, be be crystal clear here. This is not me making um, sort of um, deliberately making jokes about about some um, pronunciations of, of, of Mary words. I am dyslexic. I do find it very difficult to to read these words. Um, and also, uh, having not been brought up with these noises, I do find it very difficult. I, and it's not a lack of dis- it's not a lack of respect for the language. Um, I promise. Um, you were finally, my, can you say Sia Colisi? Sia Colisi. Oh my! I just shake my head. I just I just try and say it as quickly as possible to avoid having to to to, to just to kind of hide the fact that it's going to be said so bad. Um, the so. The Crusaders having a buy now. Um, they have uh, had prob- they, they have got the best addition to their squad. Sam Whitelock is their um, is, is is the addition that they've made to the squad. Um, the so, so clearly he's going to strengthen the, the Crusaders like they needed it anyway. Um, is there an advantage, guys, to sitting out this round? They've got a, a week extra preparation. Having come out of lockdown, um, they got they got a week longer, um, week longer preseason, as it were. They get to see how the other teams react and how the the law changes are, be, are being are being strengthened. Is this so, John? Is this is this a good move for the Crusaders having having a bye week? You know, this, it is. I I really believe it is because you certainly were doing so much of your prep. Uh, up until fairly recently, you only allowed groups of 10 people. 
together. So interlinking uh, drills, you know, had to be five on five. You couldn't have two sets of eights up against each other. You couldn't have uh, a full backline against a full backline, whatever it is. So obviously they were doing things, but they couldn't be in the full configuration, right, um, that you would during practice. So, yes, I think it will help them. Not that they needed the rest, but just that for that cohesion time. The irony is, of course, that the most cohesive team in Super Reiki already was the Crusaders. So they're probably the team that needed the time the least of the five. Yep. Um, Stephen, your thoughts? Yeah, don't disagree too much. You know, how many titles have these guys won? Nine, ten Super Rugby titles. You know, they haven't they haven't won these uh, titles by by fluke or or by mistake. They, they, they'll they'll be motivated, and this being a, a different sort of competition, they they'll they'll want to make a make a statement. So uh, their first up game is against the Hurricanes the uh, following weekend. Although they are trapped, they will travel away. For that uh, first up game, I mean, so the likes of the Hurricanes might be better for it, having a, a game under their belt. Um, the only other player I was thinking was uh, David David Harvelli. Is he back in the frame, or was he still out, out of the squad altogether at this time, Paul? Um, <laughs> he's, got, he's got you back, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Right at the death, you've got him, Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear me! Yeah, the, the late, the late in swinging Yorker there to take me out. Um, nice, nice, nice one for that. Um, so crunches. What's the units? Random. What's the units? Um, so, uh, I'll be, I'll be honest. Having, having seen how, um, how poorly looked and how, how much he was. Uh, uh, in in, uh, in in hospital, how close he, he came to having having yeah, a real problem. Um, to my mind, yeah, I, I don't think he's back. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I'm, I'm, I think he was 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 going to. I think it was a season-ending injury for or season injury and injury ending surgery for him. Uh, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, Austin says he thinks he's out for um, out for the season. Um, Maybe we should get Austin to to chair this this thing rather. Steve, what do you think? Ashwin seems to know what's going on really well. Maybe we should get him to chair the discussion on Monday nights. Uh, I, I think he's pretty he's pretty tied down to swinging from the hip these days, but he's been a great contributor. He's been a great contributor this evening. Um, he might have a he might have a nicer hat as well. Uh, just you know. A nice hat. <laughs> Hang on, us. Right. Well, that's that, 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 that's it. So that, 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 that's that's John O'Connor muted for the rest of the show. Um, moving on, then um, some news from overseas that we've not um, that we've not had time to touch on. Um, Major Rugby has announced the name of the Dallas team. It's going to be called the Dallas um, Jackals, which I think is a bit of a dodgy name because it's, it's very close to being jackasses. Um, but um, Simon makes a point that it's perhaps. An improvement on the LA Giltinis, um, who uh, uh, which, which is uh, which, which is the other new team. I'll be honest. When we had the Gilgronies, um, <laughs> which is the which is the, uh, um, the Houston the Houston side there, which is obviously a the uh, name of a of a um, Negroni style um, cocktail. For those laughing away in the background, um, you can resist one Gilgroni, please. So the Gilgronies, um, it was uh, it was humorous. Gilgronies for everyone. The um, <laughs> the, Gil, the Giltinis one afterwards, <laughs> obviously a martini style cocktail. You got to say, really, really uh, you, the, 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 one once funny, second not so funny, um, uh, and uh, the jackals. Well, yes, um, I, I I get the name, but I'd say. I think too close to Jackass if they're not playing very well. Um, oh, my word. Austin does say, yes, but you do jackal the ball. You, well, true. Yes, it is a rugby term. So it's not too bad. Not too bad. Um, there. Um, the um, But Simon says, funny enough, there are no jackals in Texas. Well, yes. 
uh, you, you just, there's, there's been all sorts of um, there were, there were no seems- rats uh, in um, in Colorado either, um, but uh, but still, what's a gilt granny? What's a gilt granny? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so now, now, now that Stephen has managed to <laughs> managed to compose himself to a name I mentioned five minutes ago, <laughs> Big Granny is a is, 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 a, is an awful tasting cocktail, um, and Gilt Granny is a premium of that. That's 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 branded. Uh, that's basically a, a, a bit like a. Like go, go, grannies. Come on, grow grannies. Okay. Go, 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 Sweet, the sweet Jack Hall improvement, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. <laughs> so, folks, um, thank you for joining the um, show and listening to Brian Moore show. Uh, we come to you live on a Monday now, 8 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, so uh, you can listen to the podcast. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio on <laughs> iTunes or Spotify. I'm trying to hold it together with two guys. Basically, rolling around on the floor in laughter. Professionals, real professionals. Real professionals. We'll be back in the morning. We'll be back in the morning with this morning sports briefing. Well, maybe. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Briefing is every single morning. Your best way to start the day up to date with all uh, with important sports news. Tomorrow, um, I (laughs) have. He's just soldiering on. If you would like to do you know sport, I'm looking for two teams to join. You and mates do join us. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh dear. What a Make sure you've got Steven's Jill Crony ready. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.